0: You're listening to my friend's place, and i be Gainesville.
1: Going into this mic written by this hand. Coming out of this mouth made by this tongue. i tell you now, my man, my name is Young. But so you think that this does your destiny to get the best of me. But I suggest to be quiet, bro. Don't even try it. from the east and west of me. Taking it and never breaking it. Or even shaking it. Grooving it and always moving it. Cause I'm not faking it. Pulling out rhymes like books off the shelf. Born in England, raised in Hollis, thought i go for myself. This is stone cold rhyming. No frills, no fluffs. And there's no accident that these rhymes sound tough. I'm going off, baby. There's no turning back. I'm on your TV, on your album cassette, and they track. And when the show is finally finished, I'll be taking my bow My name is Young and yo, I got no how. You know what I'm saying? I got no hat Party people I got no hat i just like this. I got juice like the president. I'm making rabbits headed hey, in. Invite me to your house and I'll be chilling like a resident. Yes, cause I'm that type of man. Cause I make myself in them no matter where I am. I got it rolling like thunder. Make you wonder why I'm on top with all the other rabbits under. I make no errors, mistakes, or funders. It's like a wedding, then no way hold us under. My name is young and see, I like try right well. Cause when I get to home, I might just release my spell. It's no hocus, focus. I just get to move the focus and swarm all over you just like a horde of locust. Tool operator, female persuader. Spot, fly girl, and in a week I'm on the data. I got the kind of style for the here and the now, and I can do it cause I'm I got no how, you
2: know what I'm saying? I got
1: two how. Yo, yo. My name is Young MC and everybody, I got no Cause I know what I'm doing I treat them like double me gum And start chewing I spit them out when the flavor's gone And I repeat the chewing process Till the break of dawn Cause I'm tough like a bone slide like Stallone rocking and clogging on the microphone
2: Smooth like a mirror and hearts I strike terror Rhymes like buns and hits with no errors Cold like a visit on the mic I am the wizard with the funky fresh rhymes coming out of my it Never
1: sneezing, never cough I rock the mic off Hard as a rock and no sign I'll surf and making sure I get respect on my rhymes Connect and start to build Like a brother from an architect moving all around Above and under the ground You see my face And you with my sound at I'm gonna take a man just the way I plan Cause I'm a one-man band and you are my band Don't you understand? I'm like Superman You're the man of steel Don't you know the deal? You better be for real I got sex appeal, This is what I feel And this here's my ride Now you do know the brother with no how
3: You know what I'm saying? I got no how
1: And I'm chilling, Never illing In my mouth I got two feelings Whatever I'm on a microphone, don't You know my name is like, You Inside, big and heavy, you, earn.
3: you know what
1: I'm saying? Party people, I got no how. Buss it.
4: Just go with it, no end and
3: It's me again Room 804 I need a hand My heart's hopping round on the marble floor I don't wanna be somebody else But I
0: Okay, that's new music from the Orioles Tableau 2, and that is going to close out the warm-up mix portion of my friend's place here this week on WGOT LP Gainesville. What else did you hear in the warm-up mix? Well, leading things off a classic one from Young MC, Know How, the Stanton Warriors remix of that one. Uh, Then it was music from Miles Oxygen. After that, you had Soccer Mommy with Yellow is the Color of Her Eyes, Uh, then a brand new one um, from BC uh, Camp Light called uh, What Is All The Fuss About, and there you go. you uh, you caught up to everything you've heard this week here on the show. And before we head into um, more new music, let's do a couple of uh, TV reviews uh, this week here on My Friend's Place. So, all right. um, Let's begin with the final season of Succession on HBO. And by the way, all the shows I'm going to do in this review are from HBO. Uh, Now, by final... The final season of Succession. I mean, there aren't any actual other future seasons on, on the plan right now, um, but we'll see if that stays or, or whatever. They, they could do a hundred different uh, spin-offs of the show if that's what the creators wanted to do. But anyway, uh, right now is the final season and it's airing, like I said, on HBO or is that the max? Uh, no comment on that new merger and the name change for HBO. Um, let's just say I'm not a fan. So there you go. Uh, but Succession season four is pretty awesome, and one of the things that definitely separates it from all the other great shows, I think, uh, mostly is the ensemble cast. And season four, um, it deals with a uh, the fallout. From this massive event that happens, that I won't tell you about uh, because it, it is, like I said, a massive spoiler. And as you know by now, I hate revealing spoilers. So if something happens, uh, changes the trajectory of the show. Let's let's put it to you that way. Um, other than that, I can say that season four, it, the episode four, the one that just came on, was one of my favorite, um, pretty one of my favorite episodes I've seen like this year or past, which. You know, it's really saying something for a show that's still in its fourth season, or already in its fourth season, rather, because by then, a lot of times, the best ideas and shows have been used up, but the season's been really good. Uh, The humor and the comedy are are razor sharp and, um, you know, pretty uncomfortable at times, would be one way to describe Succession, as it uh, deals with the relationship between these family members and these characters and... um, you know, it's basically a modern uh, parable about the dangers of, of greed. I would say would be a pretty uh, concise review of what Succession is about at its core. Um, as with the uh, first four seasons, there's always like a pretty uh, good debate going on online and Twitter and whatever about whether Succession is actually a comedy or drama. And I actually put it like squarely in the comedy category as. You know, in my opinion anyway, Succession features uh, some of the best jokes, comedy writing, and like, throwaway lines. Um, Terrific show. Uh, Speaking of the comedy or drama debate, let's push on to one of the other shows I wanted to do this week. Uh, Let's talk about yet another HBO show airing right now in its quote-unquote final season. And uh, although, I'd say in the case of Barry, I kind of believe this truly will be the final season. Um, at least more so than Succession. Um, Okay. If you haven't watched Season 3 of Barry, then you're going to have to turn your volume down on your headphones or your uh, car speakers or however you're listening to it, and you're going to have to fast-forward as you are listening, or fast-forward if you're listening to the uh, podcast. Uh, No such luck for you if you're in the car. You just have to turn your volume down. But anyway, um, here we go. I'm going to give you this... Spoiler for season three that was more than a year old All right, Barry is in a jail and being set up uh, after being set up and arrested for attempted murder So there you go um, Hopefully you missed that important spoiler that actually happened at the end of season three um, So yeah, Barry what's going on with him? I won't say it in case you didn't see season three for whatever reason um, all the other characters they return including Henry Winkler, better known as the Fonz, um, who actually plays this character, Gene Cousineau. Uh, I've got to say, it's one of the more interesting, like, supporting characters you'll f- ever find, like, on a TV show. And it's been interesting to watch Barry over the years as it's kind of transformed itself from a really great comedy now to, like, one of the best and darkest uh, dramas on a TV. And season four for Barry continues that trend as it, starts to take a deep dive into the psyche of Barry and all the other three main characters who are doing a lot of dreams and uh, hallucinations apparently but uh it's a very interesting at uh, beginning of the season and I have no idea exactly where the show was going uh, will Barry die will Barry escape will Barry be found innocent will Barry find whatever he's looking for I guess we'll find that out like in a couple of episodes, as I think there are five left this season. Uh, well, forever, I guess. Then, one other show in its second season. This one is Perry Mason and actually completes uh, my HBO Entertainment smorgasbord, which I'm not uh, getting any donations for WGOT for, but a uh, free advertisement for HBO anyway, I suppose. Uh, with Perry Mason, I love the show, and it could be not more different than that old black and white TV show that I normally associate Perry Mason with that was always on in the afternoons, like uh, before you had 65 uh, cable stations and uh, 10 different show or cable networks that networked to kids. So um, I was familiar with it from, as a kid, didn't watch very much of it. But anyway, uh, this one's completely different <laughs> than that one. And this season, season two follows Perry Mason And his investigative team as they are investigating this murder of a wealthy uh, Los Angeles Nepo baby, so kind of a modern topic there Uh, Perry Mason the show um, just like the old TV show they're both set in the 1930s, I believe So you've got costumes and set designs that are unbelievable and you're perfect um, for this time period as I believe they spent a quite a deal of money uh, trying to be accurate on the show um, which takes place in los angeles Uh, they spent a lot of time apparently too researching the history of um los angeles and trying to incorporate that within uh, the plot structure of perry mason now um another big thing that's a lot different from the black and white tv show to the hbo one is a big part of perry mason is uh, kind of shining a spotlight on racism and lgbtq um, issues uh, which were still going on ninety years ago because um, those people just didn't uh, come out of the ground <laughs> thirty years ago um, so this things these things uh their issues have been going on for a long time, and uh like I said, his main partners one um, is lesbian and then the other one is um a former uh black police officer that now works as an investigator for Perry Mason, so we 're kind of seeing. Uh, 1930s Los Angeles through the lens of these two interesting characters um, This is season two and Interestingly uh, behind the scenes there was a shakeup as this new showrunner uh, took over uh, For Perry Mason in season two, which is almost always like a bad omen or a death sentence for a lot of shows um, however um, with the change in the show running, I would have to say the writing and the story um, for season two are, are a little bit more streamlined and uh, like more coherent than season one that had a lot of uh, like religious uh, type issues in it. Uh, season two also, for a show that's a noir set in the 1930s, it moves at a rapid pace, um, especially compared to the black and white one. Um, anyway, season two. We're kind of at the end of this one as you know mentioned succession and Barry They're both kind of in the beginning middle of the season. Well Perry Mason's kind of at the end um, So if you really want to uh, binge something on HBO uh, now would be the kind of uh, the time to maybe start uh, Because like I said you got one more episode. Uh, this is a very bingeable show very fun um, and a little bit darker times so uh it's also got a pretty intricate plot, so like I said, it might be fun to, to bench uh, both seasons in like, big chunks. So there you go. Uh, a couple of TV show recommendations for you, as I've not seen much in the way of movies recently. But uh, anywho, let's get into uh, new music and let's go disco here. Uh, hopefully, you remember the Scissor Sisters from a couple of years ago, Well, here is Jake Shears from that band, uh, giving you a great 2023 uh, disco song. I used to be in love. Okay, that's new music from Nation of Language, Week in your light here on my friend's place. Uh, big fan of their sound, as they have really managed to uh, clone that, like 80s. Uh, OMD, touch mode, erasure sound, and they are just, Killing it with their releases on this new album. So, again, that's Nation of Language, Week in Your Light. And before that, speaking of Killing It, from the Sister Sisters, you have Jake Shears with some uh, solo stuff. I used to be in love, great a summer disco song right there. Uh, then, after that, uh, one of my favorite new bands I quote unquote discovered this week it's Flasher with the Eastern Avenue. Then, after that, you heard Wet Leg with Chase Lounge. Uh, then, No Stranger to My Friend's Place, you had Phaser Days, a uh, band. Uh, a little uneasy. And then another one, uh, not really uh, unusual to see on the playlist, Uh, new music from Subtract LFO. And uh, I've heard the first three singles off that new album, and it is quite the electronic uh, slash pop album there from uh, Subtract. So uh, looking forward to hearing the rest of the album and some more of the singles that are coming out. There you go caught up to everything you've heard this week on My Friend's Place. Quick reminder, WGOT is online at Facebook. You can like our Facebook page. Uh, You can also stream the station through WGOT.org. As well, you can find us on Patreon, where you can uh, do a monthly donation, a reoccurring fee. Basically, uh, sign up for $2, $24 a year. All that money goes in, helps us keep the lights on around here. So anyway, uh, before we go into uh, more music, Uh, Let's do a segment I've been calling Angry Old Man Shakes Fist at the Sky. Uh, So, uh, look, I know uh, for a fact there are dog owners listening who are wonderful at taking care of their dogs, just like there are parents listening to My Friend's Place who are fantastic at caring for their little kids. But, uh, in all capitals, B-U-T, the ones who don't are a plague on society. Uh, And I'm going to get specific here as I sometimes do. Uh, The person I'm shaking my fist at this week uh, is this lady who uh, walks her three teeny tiny little dogs around uh, on the sidewalk of 6th Street. Pretty close to the intersection of 23rd and uh, 6th. So kind of in the Stephen Foster area, I suppose. Now a little background info. Um, There is no bike path along most of 6th um, Street until you get pretty close to university, which means as a bike rider, you can either ride on the sidewalk or on Sixth Street, uh, which is a four lane road where cars, including my car, uh, usually drive anywhere uh, from 40. And I've seen people go much faster than uh, 45 or 50, but let's just say around 40 miles per hour. So the sidewalk therefore is pretty heavily used by both pedestrians and people riding bikes because I don't think most people want to share a bike with cars that close uh, at that speed. Um, but that's just me. Also, I need to mention uh, background information. The sidewalk along this area is very narrow, uh, perhaps four feet wide. Then you have another small grassy area between the sidewalk and the street, which is, I don't know, maybe around three feet total, maybe not even quite three feet. Um, so that separates like the street and the sidewalk. And interestingly enough, this kind of came to me, this is the exact same area that I'm speaking on 6th Street uh, that I spoke about a few weeks ago uh, on the show, where I told the story of these just fantastic, unbelievable ladies uh, that were riding, saw money fall out of my pocket while I was riding on the sidewalk in 6th Street. They stopped, picked the money up, and then sped up and basically waved me down to give it to me. So... Uh, there are good things that happen on Sixth Street, I suppose, but uh, not that often to me. But that was definitely a really good Sixth Street story. Here's one that I am not as much a fan of. Anyway, um, there's this this lady, like I mentioned before, walking with three t- tiny, tiny dogs. And I've seen her a couple of times, but I've had two interactions with her, and both of them were pretty uh, unpleasant. So... um, First time I see her, I'm riding my bike, I make eye contact. Of course, I'm going to slow down. I see her little dogs running around, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to use that tiny patch of grass uh, when she kind of has the dogs under control to pass by them safely uh, so she and her three tiny uh, dogs can get about or go about their day rather. Um, just the same exact thing I would do if it was three little kids walking around or riding bikes on the sidewalk area. Or even these elderly people who have uh, electric scooters that ride them on the sidewalk. Um, Quite a few actually in that area. The procedure, basically, if I'm riding a bike, it's always to slow down. Make sure the person on the sidewalk, whether they're on a bike, scooter, or walking, they see you. And then, you know, I'm gonna try to use the grass to pass you and not try to pass you on the sidewalk because it's pretty narrow um barely enough room for two bikes to go uh, across so anyway see this woman and I'm gonna from this point on I'm just gonna refer to this lady as a tiny dog lady I pass her and I think she kind of has control of her dogs. Um, she sees me going really really slow she knows I'm coming um, but this little tiny dog she obviously doesn't have control over and tries to lunge out at me even though I'm like, I'm probably passing four or five feet because I'm in the grassy area. And like I said, it turns out she really didn't have any control whatsoever of the dog. And she saw I was riding really slow. And she saw me coming at least like a football field away. Okay, whatever. I'm not really sure what the point she's making. And I didn't really want any um, confrontation with her. Um, and she yells at me, are you kidding me? And um, like, okay. Truthfully, I wasn't sure whether she was yelling at me or the dog that she had kind of lost control that was lunging at me. So that was, like, kind of the first instance. Um, Generally, I'm going to do everything I can to avoid confrontation and get home as quickly as possible. And that was my plan for the day, even though I kind of put that incident in my brain at this uh, lady yelling possibly at me, possibly at her dogs, um, on the sidewalk. So, um... Obviously, at another point, I'm going to uh, see her because, you know, I do a lot of biking and there's only really one way um, to go south. So I'm going to run into her again. And the second time I run into her, it's pretty obvious who she was yelling at. Um, after I see her on the sidewalk, I do the same exact procedures. I'm going to slow down on the sidewalk. I'm going to give her plenty of time to gain control uh, uh Tiny Dog Lady's three teeny tiny little dogs uh, on the sidewalk and I'm going to uh, pass by as carefully and slowly as I can and as I do that, this time, um, it's an ex- <laughs> explosive laced encounter as Tiny Dog Lady is screaming at me for using the sidewalk in my neighborhood. <laughs> And this time of the Saturday, I'm not walking away or riding off, so I immediately got to be truthful. uh, Expletives are coming out of my mouth, too, because I just, what the hell, woman? Um, I just, no concept of how sidewalks and bike paths and bikes and pedestrians or just like how neighbors are supposed to (laughs) talk to one another. Um, So I, I... was just kind of like, okay, uh, at some point you got to stand up uh, for yourself because this lady uh, is actually a bully and you have to stand up to bullies. Even uh, even if they are an opposite sex for you or uh, uh, someone you wouldn't normally expect to try bullying you, um, which the dog lady definitely is, a little tiny dog lady. Um, heres I'm going to try to clean up her expletive uh, comments that were filled with likes lots of bad words and give me the point she was making, which I've got to assume I am not allowed to use the sidewalk when she and her three dogs are present uh, anywhere around and that I need to ride out on the 6th Street with the traffic and the cars. Um, I tried to explain to her that there's no bike lane. And this isn't how private property works, but uh, we didn't write, really see eye to eye on that one. I tried to explain how we share the sidewalks equally, um, which I think was a really foreign concept to her. Uh, now, what I haven't mentioned here is that they're actually like a labyrinth. Miles of streets going back into the neighborhoods where she could possibly walk her dogs uh, all around and not have to deal with any of these issues uh, while, of course, she's scrolling on her phone because that's... Uh, I think well she was angry, she had to get off her phone to deal with her dogs, and there's like miles of uh, roads you can walk back in the neighborhood. You don't have to deal with bikes or other pedestrians or a narrow sidewalk, but the conclusion I reached after thinking about it is she probably likes the sidewalk along uh, 6th Street because she doesn't actually have to clean up after her dogs, and for sure, both times I've seen her, she didn't have like a doggy duty bag or anything like that. Um, if you go in through the neighborhood and your dog poops in your neighbor's yard and your neighbor sees you, then you're kind of on the, the bill for that. But along 6th Street, there aren't really houses so much. They are little small businesses. Uh, so she lets them go, like on that 3 feet uh, uh, patch of grass I described, between the sidewalk and the road and doesn't have to worry about like, anyone yelling at her to clean up after her dogs. But uh, there you go. Uh, that's who I'm shaking my angry fist at this week. Not specifically dog owners, but bad dog owners and in particular uh, Tiny dog lady um, and if you're listening tiny dog lady, I uh, picked this next song out actually for for both of us um, I think it's a really great song for our relationship. It is from uh, Dan or Dave Mason It's a really famous song and it's called we just disagree here on my friend's place. Bye
5: Bodies in place. We grew apart when you were fighting with your sister. Don't think.
0: That is some new music from Hannah Javubu, admit it, and you're listening to My Friend's Place on the BGOT LP Gainesville. Before that, on the show, you heard Dave Mason, We Just Disagree. Then it was Arlo Park's Blades. After that, you had Bobby Ali, Laugh Like a Bomb. Then it was one from Bar Italia with Punked. and then after that, you had Man on Man with Showgirls. And then, uh, getting called up to everything you've heard, you had Sophie Myers okay with that, and I hope that you've been okay with uh, everything you've heard today here on My Friend's Place, whether it's great new music, TV reviews, or me shaking my fist at a a particular dog owner in my neighborhood. Anyway, hope you've enjoyed all of that. Before we uh, head back into new music, I'm going to bring something back I haven't done in quite some time, uh, something that knows a huge huge favorite of the people that listen to my friend's place. Let's get called up and do our Vanderpump Rules season update. So uh, let's get caught up with everything that's happened uh, this year on Vanderpump Rules. And the number one thing I'm going to tell you is that there is a huge spoiler that actually happened after the show stopped filming. And I'm not going to mention that huge spoiler at all because I hate spoilers and I kind of uh, alluded to it last week, uh, talking about um, social media and having a, a big surprise ruin on the show, so I will not do that for you, but I will give you the highlights of the season. So what are the highlights so far um, on the current season? Well, let's just say uh, first and foremost, it is definitely divorce and breakup season, which if you think about it was kind of predictable as... All the main characters on the show were starting to age and settle down into a boring married life. Some were having babies or talking about having babies. And uh, that's kind of where the show was heading um, like three years ago, actually. Uh, so this year, you have a lovable Tom, not to be confused with the uh, unlovable Tom, Tom Sandoval. I'm talking about Tom Schwartz. and uh, He and his mean girl wife, Katie, uh, they're in the middle of a divorce with lots of drama, yet still hoping to work it out so that somehow they can remain besties despite getting a divorce. Speaking of divorces, or Lala, I'm not even sure if she was uh, married to her guy, but uh, Lala and her gross, uh, super gross sugar daddy, um, Randall, uh, they've broken up as Randall apparently, according to a lot of media reports, and running around Hollywood, acting like his own version of a mini um, Harvey Weinstein, which is not a good thing. More breakup news: You have Raquel, who wisely broke off her engagement with DJ and Bad Boy James, who this season has become more or less the anchor and the star of the show, especially now that Jacks um, isn't around. So you have all that like uh, drama happening. As friend group also has to decide whose side everyone is on uh, regarding all these breakups. Um, And most of them, at least when it comes to Lovable Tom, they're on his side versus Katie, and which uh, makes sense because not surprisingly this season it turns out, well, Katie's kind of the center of things and not a very nice person. And you see that over and over the season on Vanderpump Rules. Then also a lot of the season is kind of, uh, you know, all the fallout from their divorce. Uh, including a really funny um, part of the show and a very bad decision when Tom and Katie uh, decide they're going to have a divorce dinner together in Mexico while celebrating Sheena's wedding. So interesting choices there. Um, another huge change for the season of Vanderpump Rules is Raquel. Um, she was kind of the innocent girl or the nice girl the last couple of season and now done a total, like, wrestling, professional wrestling move, and she's truly become the hill of the show um, after she got bullied for the first couple of seasons um, while she was dating awful uh, James, which results in a re- feud with uh, Lala, who often targeted um, Raquel, and then it's revealed that Lala wound up sleeping with James at the very beginning while he was dating Raquel, blah, 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 trouble, trouble, trouble. not very good people. Uh, probably the two best storylines of the season are both Sheena's wedding uh, to, uh, I'm going to say, uh, power lifter, steroid free Brock, maybe. Uh, but anyway, Brock, Australian Brock. Uh, they're getting married down in Mexico. And you also have the Toms, uh, Lovable Tom and Unlovable Tom, uh, attempting to open their new bar restaurant in LA while they are running out of money, apparently, uh, after poor business planning. Then you have Sheena, who I think she might be my favorite character this season because she's just totally Sheena and she's making these plans for this ultimate like reality star type wedding down at a Mexican resort. I believe in Cabo or whatever the stereotypical uh, resort town is in Mexico. Uh, Regarding that, you also have this funny subplot where uh, Katie, she was supposed to go to Sheena's wedding originally but got kicked out. She decides to go down to the uh, wedding anyway at the resort and stalks Katie. Uh, just basically to make her mad. Uh, Another interesting development this season is James. Um, He has a new girlfriend. um, Very, very soon after Raquel and him broke off their engagement that he's now quote-unquote in love with, but better yet for James, well, maybe not better yet for James, but better yet for the show is that uh, James is drinking again after two years of being sober. And really, the past two years, he's almost a been just kind of this like normal person uh, while he was sober but now he's back on the sauce he is a sociopath while drinking um, but a hilarious reality star sociopath on Vanderpump Bulls and just an all-around awful person to boot so uh, there probably only a couple episodes left this season before the, the reunion show which is gonna be crazy and uh, I gotta say the season's been one of my favorite one of the best they have the production and editing down to a science so it's almost just watching for like the technical achievements how well they make the show and Also, you, know, so you got to give everyone credit the, the actors and I am calling them actors because they really are so the actors the casting people um, the producers everybody uh, it's a really great cast and they have just got the to with science. It is uh, really something to behold. So there you go. You are totally 100% called up to uh, the season on Vanderpump Rules and now that you are totally and 100% uh, called up to everything, let's get into uh, some new music. And I have a new one from... Uh, this is Django Django, uh, no time here on My Friend's Place. A uh, bully, hard to love almost bringing this edition of My Friend's Place to a close here on WGOT, LB Gainesville. Before we head out, let's go over what you just heard. The last 15 minutes of music uh, coming out of the break, yeah, Django Django, No Time, featuring Jack Benate. Uh, Then it was Interpol, a remix of Interpol, uh, Big Shot City, the uh, McKay and the Craven Interpolation. Then it was Body Wash with Perfect Blue, and then uh, after that, I mentioned, you saw a herd, rather, uh, Bully Hard to Love, and that is everything you've heard on the show this week. Before I head out, quick reminder, you can find me online, Cramela Radio Shows, Cramela, C-R-A-M-E-L-A, WGOT is on Facebook. We're also available WGOT.org, as well as Patreon if you want to help out financially. All those are options for you. So, again, Really, really, I truly do appreciate people uh, tuning in, Uh, making it worth producing these shows whether you're listening on the FM signal here in Gainesville or maybe you're way over in Saudi Arabia or uh, Africa uh, listening to the podcast. And believe it or not, I think one of the more interesting, amazing things about the show is we do wind up with listeners from really interesting and surprising parts of the world that you wouldn't necessarily be expecting uh, to listen to kind of a college radio show based out of Gainesville. So thank you, everyone. And uh, before we head out, thing we do here at the end of the show each and every week is our closing track. Sometimes my, it's my favorite uh, song of the week. Sometimes it's just something that's stuck in my head. Sometimes it's neither. But uh, this week it's something kind of new that did get stuck in my head. And, of course, here on My Friend's Place, we are absolutely no stranger, and not afraid of uh, electronic pop music, and here is a great new one from Allison Goldfrap. Yeah, that Allison Goldfrap from the band Goldfrap. Uh, She's got a lot of new music out, but uh, this one just came out about a week and a half ago. Um, It is uh, Never Stop from Allison Goldfrap, your closer of the week here on My Friend's Place. Enjoy. I'll be back same time, same channel next week. Until then, be safe.